Hello, thanks for listening to the Madison Assembly of God podcast. If you're in the Madison area, we'd love to have you join us next weekend for our Sunday service. For more information, go to madisonassembly.com. Now, here's our lead pastor, Jason Daly. (laughs) Well, hey guys, many of you know, last Sunday we started a series called Xmas, What's Missing from Your Christmas? And we told you that sometimes when we look at the X, we think, oh man, they're leaving Christ out, but really... We know the X is the Greek, is the Greek uh, uh, symbol for Christ. So while the world's thinking they're leaving Christ out, they're not because it's actually Christ in the Greek. How about that, everybody? But here's the real concern. I'm not really concerned by letters being missing from a title. What I'm concerned about is that we, Christ followers, miss the true meaning of Christmas. Because if we miss the true meaning of Christmas, then that's what becomes missing from our Christmas. Amen, everybody? And so last Sunday, we talked about how we can't miss the wonder of what this time is, the amazement of what we experience. Because even through all the shopping, through the putting up of trees and lights and all the things we do, all the hot chocolate, all the cookies we eat, all the cookies we bake, all the Hallmark Christmas movies we watch, the true meaning of Christmas is Christ. Amen, everybody? So today, I want to talk about the second thing we can't miss when it comes to Christmas. So the first one is amazement, that Christ would come to this earth to give his life for us. Well, what is the second thing we can't miss? Well, if you pull out your bulletin notes from your worship guides, you should have received that when you walked in. It'll also be on the screen, the verses. You can look them up on your phone, whatever you want to do. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to see what we can't miss from Christmas. And when I read these scriptures to you, I pray that you'll see it. So you ready to do this? The Bible says in verse 18, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, and while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through what, everybody? The power of the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. The power of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph, whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. The Bible goes on and says this, and as he considered this, notice this, everybody, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by who? The Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from what? Their sins. And verse 22, all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, I love this, everybody. Don't read over it too fast. God what? With us. God with us. Then we go on here and it says this, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have, and I wanted to make sure I put these words out here so that you will see it, so forgive me, but it says sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him, just as the angel said, what? Lord Jesus, I pray you would guide my words today. I pray, Lord, that as we talk about what's missing from our Christmas Help our eyes to be open to who you are. Bless this word today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
one thing I want you to understand this morning is that we cannot miss the supernatural when it comes to Christmas. We can't miss the supernatural. All through the story of Christ, we see the Holy Spirit at work. The Holy Spirit, part of God, working through the Christmas story. Not only did uh, Mary, who was this young virgin, she'd never known a man, all of a sudden the angel of the Lord appears to her and says, Mary, blessed are you among women. Now, let me just say something here real quick. Just because Mary was chosen by God to bring forth the Christ child, there's something you have to understand. It does not make Mary any more important than any other female in this room. The angel said, blessed are you among women. I want every female in this room to know that you are honored by God. No matter what you've been through, what you've gone through, God loves you so much. And he's proud of you. Because if it's not for you wonderful ladies out there, how many of you know, well, I wouldn't be here today. How about that, everybody? Thank God for my mom, right? But the angel comes to Mary and says, you're going to have a son, and his name is Jesus. Can you think about what Mary's thinking in her mind? Wait a second, um, angel, um, I'm not married. Um, I'm engaged. I've never had sexual relations, and I'm going to have a child. But the Bible goes on and says, this child within her was conceived of the Holy Spirit. The thing I want you to understand is the Holy Spirit was moving throughout the Christmas story. We see Mary and Joseph take this long journey from Nazareth all the way to Bethlehem. And I would encourage you to go watch the Nativity story. It's a powerful movie that gives you a behind the scenes, maybe what this journey was like. And, and think about this. This man named Joseph, all of a sudden his, his engaged spouse comes to him and says, uh, Joseph, I have something to tell you. I'm pregnant. How many of you guys, you'd be like, okay, what's going on here, right? But the Bible goes on and says that while he was sleeping, the angel, the same angel, comes to him in a dream and tells him who this child is going to be. He's going to be Emmanuel, God with us. So not only did the Holy Spirit move upon Mary, the Holy Spirit moved upon Joseph. There they go to Bethlehem, and the Bible says that they looked around for a room because it was time to have a baby. She was about to have a baby, everybody. How many of you know when your wife is about to have a baby, something has to happen? It was actually one of my favorite times because I'm like, oh, let's get in the car. I drove as fast as I can through every light I could go through. No, I'm just kidding. My wife's, uh, she was uh, scheduled to go in because she had a C-section. But anyways, I could just imagine in my mind what I was going to do. I was going to run through every light. If I got pulled over by a, car, a cop, I would have said, hey, you need to go in front of us as fast as you can. We're going to have a baby. But that didn't happen for me. That's okay, though. But Joseph is looking around. What are we going to do? He goes to the inn and says, hey, we need a place to stay. My, my wife is going to have a baby. And what did the innkeeper say, everybody? There is no room in the inn. All of a sudden, what's happening? Here's what I believe. The Holy Spirit begins to move. The supernatural begins to take place. And someone in the room spoke up. Hey, but we have a, a barn, a stable out there in the back. That's where they can go. And guess what? Christ was born in a stable. Then all of a sudden, these three wise men who are looking for this Christ child, and all of a sudden a star appears into the sky, and they follow this star all the way to Bethlehem. But before getting to Jesus, they came to the king, the king Herod. 
And King Herod learns about this Christ child, this, this king, who's going to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And, and we know the story. King Herod became, becomes uncomfortable because he's a very prideful man. And he says, no one's going to take my kingdom. And so he looks at the three, he, the three wise men and says, hey, I want you to go find Jesus. When you find this child, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him. Well, we know the end of the story. What did Herod want to do? The Bible says that the, the angel of the Lord appeared to these three wise men. And the three wise men went another way. And Herod, in his anger, sends his army to Bethlehem to find this Christ child. They went through all the, the houses in Bethlehem killing children at that various age of what Jesus would have been, right? But the angel of the Lord awoken Joseph and said, Joseph, take Mary and Jesus and get out of here. And the scripture says they went to Egypt until everything settled down and Herod passed away. I want you to understand, all through the story of Christmas, the Holy Spirit, the supernatural, was working. The supernatural was moving. The supernatural was doing things that we could not see with our eyes. And God began to speak to me. If God is, is doing all these things for Christ, the supernatural, the Holy Spirit's moving. Guess what, everybody? The supernatural and the Spirit is moving for us. Did you all know that? And today, I want to open your eyes as you celebrate this Christmas to understand that the supernatural is taking place even in your own lives today. And so today, what I want to do, I want to give you four thoughts concerning the supernatural in our lives. How many is thankful today for the move of the Holy Spirit? How many remember the day when you walked into church and you were broken and there was no other way and sin was rampant in your life and, and you heard the message or you heard that song or you heard that testimony and something inside you says, I've got to change. And maybe that morning you ran to an altar or, or maybe you got down beside your bed that afternoon or that evening and you begin to call upon the name, of the, G, uh, the name of Jesus and you were saved from your sins. How many remember that day when you were saved and, and born again? How many remembers those days? For some of you that are new, you're probably saying, what does born again means? It means when we call on Jesus to forgive us of our sins and we ask him to come into our hearts and to forgive us and be our Lord and our Savior. And all of a sudden, we're taken out of sin into righteousness. We're transformed from death unto life. Amen, everybody. How many remember that day? How many can sit back here now and look back over your life? And you can stand up and say, I can give you a testimony how God had met every one of my needs, though maybe some things didn't turn out the way you thought they would be. How many would look back over your life and say, you know what, if it hadn't been for Jesus, I wouldn't be here today. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit and the supernatural has been at work in your life since your birth. The Bible says that when you were secretly woven in the darkness, Psalm says that you are known by God. He knows exactly who you are. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. He knows how many hairs are upon your head. He knows every thought that you think. He knows everything you're thinking right now. How about that, everybody? He even knows what your stomach is growling for for lunch. I was sitting over there, and I heard someone's stomach, and I think it was mine. But anyways, he knows everything about us, everybody. He knows everything about you, and yet he still loves us. He desires us, and we all need to understand, if there was no purpose for us, if, if we didn't matter, I truly believe as a pastor we would not be here today. Do you all believe that? Every child that is born into this world, God has placed a significant calling and a significant purpose on their life. 
And some of you, you might be working a job that you don't like or, or you're living in a situation that you don't like. And here's the thing. God is working for you. You just have to see the bigger picture. Amen. Corey Ten Boom, you all remember Corey Ten Boom. She was, the, uh, she was in prison, in the Nazi prison camps. And, and she, she began to sew, so she, she did sewing, right? How many's ever seen those little, I don't know what you call them. Some of you might need to help me with this, but it's the ring. And you put the white sew type stuff on there and you begin to sew a picture on the front. And as you take the, the yarn through, you turn it over and it's a mess on the back. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then you flip it over and it's this beautiful picture. Sometimes we only see the messes. We only are able to see so much, and we thank God, where are you? Why aren't you answering my prayers? And then all of a sudden, we come through that situation, and then we begin to see the picture and how beautiful the picture is. I want you to know this morning, the supernatural is working and has been working for you. The Holy Spirit has been moving upon you because the Bible says we would not be born if we did not have a purpose and a reason for being here. So I want to encourage you this morning. Every person in this room matters to God. And so as we approach Christmas, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit has been working all through Jesus' birth all the way till now, 2018. So let me give you four things that I want to encourage you. Number one, are you missing this supernatural act of forgiveness? Say that with me, forgiveness. Did you know in this room we are forgiven of our sins? Did you know that no matter what we have done in our past, when we receive Christ as our Savior, everything that we have done has been wiped clean? The Bible says that our sin has been cast as far as the east is from the west. This red blood comes upon us, Jesus' blood from the cross, and it makes everything white as snow. I want you to know this morning, you have been forgiven. So this morning, this, in the next few days, when you wake up on Christmas morning and you're having Christmas with your family, there's one gift that we all have that we should rejoice over. And no, it's not a, a, a PlayStation or an Xbox. It's not new underwear or, or it's not whatever people give you. It's forgiveness of our sins, everybody. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone, say that with me, everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So the first thing I want you to understand, the supernatural act for each of us is that we have been forgiven of our sins. We are no longer who we used to be. We are no longer slaves to the sinful nature. We have been set free, and now today we are clothed in righteousness. We are sons and daughters of Christ. Not, no longer are we on the outside, but we are on the inside of the circle, and God wants to bless us beyond our understanding. The Bible says that my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Every day we get up, our God wants to lavish love and blessings upon us. Isn't that great this morning, Madison Assembly of God? So today, as we think about Christmas, what's missing from our Christmas? We can't miss the fact that the supernatural, the Holy Spirit is within us, working for us, going before us. Whatever the dreams and destiny that we all have, the Holy Spirit's moving us into placement so that we can be at the right place at the right time for God to do what we have been placed here on earth to do. Isn't that good? So the first thing I want you all to know today, you have been forgiven of your sins. The second thing that I want you to get this morning, 
Are you missing the supernatural occurrences of new life? How many is thankful for new life today? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 15, 17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new person, a new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Here's what I'm excited about this Christmas. I am no longer the old Jason I used to be. I'm the new Jason in the eyes of God. I am set free from my sins. And no longer do I have to think the way I used to think. I don't have to be anxious and get angry. I don't have to let these things bother me. Why? Because I am over these things according to Romans 6 through Christ. Amen, everybody. I want to encourage you. This is one of my favorite pictures. I love this picture. As a matter of fact, when I was in college, I would, all, I would have this picture. This is a story. How many remember the story of Pilgrim's Progress? How many ever read the story of Pilgrim's Progress? I would encourage you, if you have not, to go check it out. Go watch the movie if you want to do that. But here we have a man. His name is Christian. And all at the beginning of the story, he's carrying this burden. He's trying to figure out what is this life all about, right? He's had, he's had it all, the, the nice job, the cars, the material possessions. And he's come to a place where there's nothing else that satisfies him. And so this whole story is about Christian, the pilgrim, going on a pilgrimage, a journey to learning who Christ is. And there's one scene in the book, he's carrying this big burden, and it's weighing him down. And the story goes that he begins to climb this hill, and he looks up and he sees the cross. And the story goes, as he saw the cross, all of a sudden, guess what began to happen to the burdens that were strapped all over him? They had to be let go. Because I want you to know today, not only have you been forgiven, but God has given you new life. And here's his promise. At this Christmas, 2018, he has taken all of your burdens and he has placed them upon himself and he has set free you to live a life where you are free in Christ. Amen, everybody. No more sickness, no more pain, no more heartache. None of these things can overwhelm me because I'm a child of God. Now I know as we come in this morning, I heard a lot of stories. People dying, people... Uh, accidents and things that are happening. I want to tell you, even during tragic events, Jesus is still Lord. God is still God. God is still on the throne. And it's in those times God is asking for you and I to begin to step into those places where hurt is and to bring hope and help to those that are struggling. To go to a person who's praying for a child, go to a person who's praying for a husband or a wife, and they're discouraged. It's our job as the church to step in and say, listen, we have been forgiven of our sins. We have been given new life. And now together, everybody say that with me, together, we're going to help one another get through life's ups and downs. How many of y'all know, as a follower of Christ, we need to be valley walkers and mountain walkers? Life was not meant for us to live it by ourselves. It was not lived for us to be selfish and inward. That's why my prayer for this church is that we would be a generous church, we'd be a serving church, and we'll be a worshiping church, amen? And then I'm going to put an, L, an E there, an evangelizing church, going into the world. And then when you put W-E-L-L -L together, that means we're well, worshiping, evangelizing, loving, and learning. How about that, everybody? We're well. Life is never meant to be lived inwardly and focused on ourselves. 
And when we understand we are forgiven, and when we understand we have new life, then I can turn and look at you and say, it's going to be okay, because my God is faithful. My God is able to walk with you through the trial. And not only are you going to walk through the trial, but I'm going to valley walk with you. Because when I look at my life, God has brought me through things I never thought I would face. There's some in this room, you're facing things in your life you never thought you would face. Some of you growing up had dreams, and some of you had things that you had in your mind you thought life was going to be like, and then one day you woke up and you realized life is not what you thought it was going to be like. And here's the deal. If we can learn to look at life differently and quit allowing the negativity and the things of this world to consume us and understand God has strategically placed you where you're at. He's allowed you to go through the things that you needed to go through. So the supernatural was at work through those times. If we could understand, we have gone through those things so that we can help our brother, so that we can help our sister, so that we can help the church move forward. All of a sudden we realize our burdens are gone. Because as we serve others, our problems become smaller. Amen, everybody? The third thing, and I've been telling you this every week for the past couple weeks now. The third thing that we need to understand about the supernatural, are you missing the supernatural reality of you mattering to God? Say this with me, I matter to God. I matter to God. When you wake up every morning, there's a God who's waiting to have relationship with you. There's a God waiting to hear your voice, to hear your prayers. A God waiting to hear your worship. A God waiting to wrap his arms around you, to love you, and to show you he's operating in your life. He's taking care of every situation that you're faced. Do you all hear what I'm saying this morning? The Bible says in Psalms 8, 3 through 5, it says this. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, you set in place. What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them, yet you made them a little lower than, than God and crowned them with glory and what? When you think of all creation, out of all creation, you matter the most to God. You all believe that? The problem is, is we have been beat down so much by what we think life wants us to be like, what the media tells us we should be like, what, what, what the world says. We need to have this and we need to have that. We have beat ourselves down so much and we need to realize we are above all those things. Of all creation, you matter the most to God. So I want you to understand on Christmas Day, when you wake up Christmas morning, you need to wake up with a smile on your face. You may have one present under your tree or 20 presents under your tree. It don't matter. You have the greatest of all presents. You matter to God. Is everybody okay? It's quiet in here this morning. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Dave. I hope one day I can talk as deep as you. Did you hear that? We're listening. Okay. <clears throat> Number four, the fourth thing, the last thing that I want to give you this morning, when it comes to the supernatural, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, are you missing the supernatural future of you living with God forever? I want you to know today, everybody, that this life is not the end. As a matter of fact, in John 15, three verses, he says this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. There is more room enough, there is more enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have not told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, what does he say? I will come and what? 
and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. I want you to know today that this life is not the end. This is only the beginning. And there's a place called heaven where we are going to spend eternity with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to understand, no matter what you may be facing in your body, what you may be facing in your family, I want you to know all this will pass away. Do you all hear me this morning? This is not the end. We have a place called heaven. But I know, Pastor, this is Christmas time, and we're supposed to be joyful and excited. And now you're talking about death. Well, guess what, everybody? Death is a part of life. But here's what I'm trying to say. When you lay your head down tonight on your pillow, you don't have to fret if you're going to wake up or not in the morning. Because if you leave this earth, you're going to wake up in a place called heaven, and you're going to be forever with Jesus where there's no more Satan, no more sin, no more sickness, no more bills. I was going to say no more Christmas shopping, but I think I might have pushed it a little too far there. (laughs) We have a home waiting for us, everybody. So this Christmas, one thought that I want to leave you with as Pastor Elijah is beginning to play. Understand the supernatural, the Holy Spirit, he's at work in your life. You may not see it. Your picture might be real small or going back to the Cory Tim Boom, your, your picture is looking at, at the mess. But there's a God on the other side that's looking at a beautiful picture. And I know I say this a lot, and I, I, I want to keep saying the same old thing, but I just feel it in my heart. Sometimes when we're thinking one thing, God is thinking something so much bigger. And sometimes, listen to me, God allows us to go through the trials, go through the hard times. Why? So that we keep our eyes focused on Him. Understanding that This world can't satisfy. This world can't do what he can do. That's why you have so many broken people in the world. And if you begin to look at your situation, the valley that you're walking through, just understand, just look up. The mountain is right in front of you. But that's where the church comes in. We come in and help you. We surround your arms. And we say, you can make it through this. That's what what church should be like. A life-giving place. Amen. A place where we lift up one another. We encourage one another. And the amazing thing about it, the things that God allows me to go through, many times those are the situations that God allows me to do my ministry as I help others. So don't cut yourself short this morning. If you're going through a trial, we want to pray for you. We want to support you. But praise God. Worship Him. If you were here on our Wednesday night service, we have been talking about our enemy. And this last Wednesday night, we talked about the Christian's power over the devil. And we gave you two things, and I just want to give you those two things real quick. Number one, if Satan's going to come against me, guess what he has to do, everybody? He has to get permission. (laughs) As a child of God, he has to go before God and get permission to tempt me. How about that, everybody? And then number two, once he gets that permission and God says, This is my man. This is my woman. Then the second thing is, he's not allowed to push us to the breaking point because the Bible says with every temptation, there's a way of escape. And God says, I will not allow the bent over rod to be broken in half. I want you to know today, God is in full control. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to stand up. 
Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to begin to search this crowd. Lord Jesus, I ask you, God, to help us not miss the supernatural. Help us not miss what you have done for us over our lives, how you've protected us, how, how you've brought us to this place, the times that we've had to go through hurt, the times that we have got, gone through trials, the times that we have gone through loss. Help our eyes to be open and show us that you were with us the whole time. You were carrying us, as the footprints in the sand poem says. It was your footprints that we have seen. So God, I pray that you would lift up this body. Those that are going through struggles today, I pray, Lord, that you would lift up their hands and let them know you have, been, you have been working for them. You're working behind the scenes for them. Though they don't see it, God, you're there. So God, I ask you to speak life in every situation. I thank you, Jesus. With everybody's heads, eyes closed, heads bowed, no one looking around. If you'd raise your hand and say, Pastor Jason, I don't even know who this Christ is. I don't know who this Jesus is, but I would like to make him my Lord and my Savior. I would like to be a Christ follower so that I can have forgiveness, so that I can have new life, so that I can have a place called heaven, so that I can matter to God. Can you just raise your hand over this room if that's you? You say, I don't know Jesus, but you'd raise your hand and say, I need to know Jesus. All right, I'm looking around. All right, how many would raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want God to open my eyes so that I can see the supernatural, the work of Jesus in my life. I see hands all over this room. Can we just go ahead and lift both of our hands as an act of surrender to God? Lord Jesus, we ask you, God, to open our eyes. As we're moving through this Christmas season, God, let us see the supernatural at work, the Holy Spirit at work. God, show us the escapes out of temptation. Show us the healing that is in your name. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak to every person in this room. We surrender our lives to you, God. We don't want to hold anything back from you. We give it all to you. So God, as we come to this Christmas season, as we're in the middle of this Christmas season, help us not miss the Holy Spirit. Help us not to miss the work in our lives. In Jesus' name.